Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Curtain Call Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and my co-host, as always, is one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing good, Michael, doing good. Oh, I am uh, very happy to hear that. Now, of course, the Steelers uh, have uh, made a little bit of waves this week. I know it's been addressed a little bit, but Pat Meyer has become the new offensive line coach. Uh, I, I think it's a, a pretty interesting move to say the very least. Um, obviously, uh, both the receivers coach and O-line coach now for the Steelers both came out of Carolina. Um, they have struggled the last couple of years, not the most talent, but they, they did spend a, a decent amount of coin on their offensive lines. Uh, I, I'm curious uh, your just initial thought at this hire and uh, where uh, what you think on the, the topic now. I did, a, I did a little bit of digging into him. Uh, and while he's not a name, you know, he's not a big time, you know, popular pick for anybody. Uh, and the line was certainly awful last year, even though they, people were in and out of their lineup. People were, were bouncing all over the place on their line. Like they, I, I think they had something like three games with the same line, like with the same five guys in the same spots. And it was just, it was just kind of a, a rough year in that regard. Uh, but for what he did, uh, going back to when he was with the Chargers, uh, if people remember when Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler were, were both at the Chargers and were both uh, doing pretty well. 
when he was in Carolina, uh, obviously Christian McCaffrey was hurt a lot, but outside of their main running back, that's when they started using Curtis Samuel a lot to run. Uh, So you see there's more interesting use of like mixture of like a main back and then a speed back, uh, something the Steelers could really use in Canada always did in college. And, and, so maybe you get something out of Anthony McFarland. Maybe you get something out of, you know, having receivers run more uh, than they have in the past. Maybe that works better under this guy. But the thing that stood out to me is he, they the teams he came from, their run schemes were very heavily outside zone. Uh, and one of my favorite, one of my favorite stats is uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold both had career high rushing yards with this guy as their offensive line slash run game coordinator. Uh, So (laughs) if the Steelers are looking to have a quarterback who runs a little more, does something like that, you know, hopefully not Sam Darnold and uh, Teddy Bridgewater running the football, uh, but he, he he does some of that too. So uh, I think he fits whether or not he's a good offensive line coach. I can't say it's, that's something that's super hard to judge. Uh, but I can say he fits what the Steelers want to do. And if you look at his style and his schematically, how he runs the ball, I think he's a great fit for Matt Canada's offense. Yeah, it will be uh, interesting to see how they all play together. But like you said, uh, using multiple backs, could you expect the Steelers this offseason to go out and try to sign a, a new running back or draft someone uh, in the middle rounds again? Uh, could, could they be on the market to try to find someone that can run with Najee Harris? You're actually uh, heading right into one of the players I would love to see. Let's get into it. The Steelers' take is uh, a player who kind of fits the mold of a Curtis Samuel, who is a free agent uh, and is a veteran. Corderell Patterson would be like, you could put him in as that slot receiver. You could put him as your number four receiver. You could put him in motion all the time. You could run him. Uh, he he would be definitely an upgrade on any kind of jet sweep action and reverses, any kind of that kind of stuff. He's he's a definite upgrade over anything we have. I know he's thirty, but he doesn't seem to be slowing down yet. So that 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 actually brings me to that kind of a player. I think that is the kind of player you want to add. Uh, I I think you can get by with a with a Benny Snell with Anthony McFarlane. I think you can get by with those guys uh, for now. I don't think there's pressure to go get someone new. Again, I again, I my my thing is if you if you want to improve your backup running back situation, put in an offense, put in an offensive line where Benny Snell can get you two three yards a carry, at reliably, and then have some longer ones. You know, if if, if Benny Snell is average, Benny Snell is averaging three and a half yards per carry, you're good. He can be your backup running back. He can be your number two dude. Just put in a line that can pull that off. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and to just get into the spirit of today's show as well, just kicking off in that, kind of breaking down uh, the Steelers' offseason outlook and, and big things they got to hit along the way here. Of course, uh, the first, really this next month, there isn't too much to be done. Um, legal tampering is about a month away. Uh, players can be released and signed before uh, free agency ever begins, but right now that's basically just Dante Fowler Jr., who was released today by the Falcons. Um Aside from that, there's not too much to be done outside of uh, making their own cuts. Uh, so before we get into more free agents, 
Who are the names that you fully expect to be cut from this team? Um, I, I'm not, I'm not expecting many big names. Obviously, I, I think Joe Schobert's gone. Uh, I think, I think he's gone. Uh, I'm trying to remember if there's anyone else that was obvious. He's the one that stands out to me. I, I think he's definitely gone. Um, but he's he's the only one I really see definitely being like an obvious choice. So yeah, okay. Aside from Joe Schobert, I would also throw out Zach Banner. I think that one's an obvious one. Um, a little frustration I, I on the face. I can see them keeping him. I can see them keeping him though. It they... just doesn't make any. It's five million dollars for someone who has not yeah, been healthy. It, it just it just makes sense. It, it, like you can cut the ties there. Um, past that, I, I think the only other like surefire cut uh, is Stefan to it if he is not playing football again. Uh, I, I do expect those moves to be made. Now, moving past that, the Steelers obviously have a list of free agents, including Juju Smith-Schuster, Joe Hayden, and Akella Witherspoon, who kind of turned it up at the end of the season. How many of these guys do you expect to be brought back, and do any of the big-name guys uh, stick around in the black and gold? Well, the one I would really want is Juju. That's That's a guy... Sorry, here. Uh, that's a guy I want to keep. I, I, I personally love Juju. I don't want to pay him top dollar. If he gets like serious offers, if teams think, you know, that, that his recent production, if, if they think 850 yards uh, is a is a fluke, you know, from from last year, and that Juju's really more of a 1200 yard receiver on pretty much any team but the Steelers, uh, then you have to let him go. No way you you pay him that kind of money, but I think I would, I would keep him around. I'd like to keep Joe Hayden, but I've, I've come to the round to the point that if I'm keeping Joe Hayden, uh, he better be okay with a reduced role specifically uh, heading into the slot. Cause he does not, we saw it this year. This was the first year where I was like, okay, man, I, I don't think he has it outside anymore. I think they need an outside corner. And I don't think he's the answer, but I would love him to stay around. You get him in a Deshae Townsend role where he's your, you know, he's your backup. He's your, not, but he's always in there in the slot. He's all, he comes out on certain packages. Would love Joe Hayden in that role. He's got the intelligence. He's got the skills still. He just doesn't have the speed to be left out on an island. Uh, I think Akella Witherspoon, you got to try and bring him back. You absolutely have to try and bring him back. Just, I, I don't think there's going to be that much of a market on him. And I wouldn't, pencil him in as a starter he's had these stretches before where he's really good they don't seem to last long hopefully he's turned a corner here and he can do this but even if he doesn't uh i think even if he it doesn't develop from what we saw there he's a solid number three number four cornerback uh like like a dime guy for this team or even like sliding outside and putting someone in the nickel if, if joe hayden doesn't return i don't think he's a starter i wouldn't well, I, I shouldn't say I don't think he's a starter. He's a guy you can't pencil in for a starter. I think Terrell Edmonds is coming back. I'd bring back Ray Ray McLeod. He's a great punt returner. I know people got tired of them throwing it ball to him, but a punt returner who can do what he did in the passing game, if that's your number five receiver, that's fantastic. When he's your number three, like that's not his fault. That's not the problem of the punt returner that he's not really a number three receiver. That's a problem of you ain't got anybody in front of him to put him out of that position. Uh, which is why I think James Washington is gone. 
when you lose your spot to Ray Ray McLeod, you're gone. You're not coming back. Arthur Millette, I could see him coming or going. Uh a Korafor, that's an interesting one. What do you what do you think about Chukwuma Korafor? Do you think they bring him back? Uh I, I don't I don't think it makes much sense. Um I think the Steelers need to revamp the offensive line and bring pieces back just doesn't doesn't bode well for the team. Uh, I'm not doing that. Uh, at any means, uh, they need to move on from some players, especially in this offense line. They need to get better at this position. Would you pay him to be a backup? Like if you if he was the swing tackle, well, what what would are we you bring him back for that? Like what Joe Haig is making, like like a two million dollar deal. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah. Would you go with that? He'd be better than Haig. Yeah, if you could swap the two on the on that deal, yeah, I'd do that. That's fine. But, what would be um, your cap on? What would be your cap on paying him? Like, would you go? Like, if he's going to get four million dollars, would you be like, oh, you know what? We could we could do that for a really good swing, like a really solid swing tackle. Meh. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Like, I, I think my cap is like two point five three. Like, and even okay. then, it's like I'm not. I, I'm not You're losing not. any sleep if we lose Chooks at core four. Um, so at this point. Uh, kind of got into just before free agency. Uh, Steelers re-signed some players. Uh, they cut some players. Do we see any trades made, regardless of the players coming in or players going out? Because the Steelers don't have many draft picks, so I, I don't see how realistic a trade in would be. Trading someone out to acquire some picks could make sense, but they don't really have too many players of value that you'd want to trade off this team. Um, so what, what, uh, what do you think on a trade front before we get to free agency as a whole? I don't, I don't see the Steelers trading anybody. Like, honestly, I, I don't see, that's not really how they roll. Like you, you kind of get into trades with like, you know, we need a player at this position desperately and someone's available. I don't, I don't know who's available also. Like if, if teams really throw out something great, then yeah. But what the, the situations we're seeing now, I, I don't see the team trading. Something would really have to fall in their lap for them to trade now. This trades are more something the Steelers do, like, you know, right before the season starts, when they realize suddenly after training camp, it's like, oh, you know, we don't have an inside linebacker. <laughs> Joe Schobert, let's, let's bring him in, you know, like there's something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the way I see it too. Um, I'm not expecting any trades, maybe on draft day, um, but really until like that middle of training camp, uh, that's usually when the Steelers uh, will start to get into that market. But until that point, I just cannot see the Steelers making a move along those lines. Now we're at free agency. Um, so what, uh, who are your kind of favorite players? I, I know you've kind of created a list. I, I've, I've talked about some of my favorite players already, but I, I'm curious who, who's at the top of your list. Who's the guy, the Pittsburgh Steelers have to sign this off season. And if they don't, they'd be making a massive mistake. You're going to throw out the big ones first. I, well, or... I, I want, I want one off the top here that they need to sign. And then we, okay. then we can get in the other ones. They have to sign okay. this player. I think we both agree. They need a major offensive line signing. Mm-hmm. And I've got a guy that I've kind of fallen in love with here. And this, this is my thought on signing someone on the offensive line. If you if you have Kevin Dotson, right, and you bring in somebody, Kevin Dotson can play, play right. He's played left in the NFL. He played right in college. You can bring in a left or right guard, whoever they are, and put Kevin Dotson on the other side. And if you have those two guards, right, you can go into the draft 
and say our our draft crush, Linderbaum, Linderbaum falls to the Steelers. You draft him, and you're set. You're set to dominate, right? You've got if, if Kevin Dotson is like your second best offensive lineman while Linderbaum is getting adjusted and then ends up even like if Kevin Dotson is just one of the three best offensive linemen on your offensive line, you're going to work. This offense will work. Najee Harris is going to be destroying teams, right? And Matt Canada's offense is built on the interior line. You'd be in great shape. If you end up going into the season with more of a bargain level free agent center or even kind of rocking with Kendrick Green, you know, you're going to need, you are going to absolutely need studs on either side of him to help him develop, to let him actually not suck. I'm all for upgrading center, but if you sign a free agent center, like we've talked about this, if you sign a free agent center and Litterbaum falls, you're like, well, we're still drafting him. You know, he's a he's, he's like Marquise Pouncey. It doesn't matter who your center is. You got Marquise Pouncey, unless you already have an all-star center in their prime, you draft Marquise Pouncey. He's that dude. Like, Linderbaum is that dude. So, for me, getting that stud guard is the move. And my name is – it's kind of sad because uh, he made the Pro Bowl this year. I was kind of hoping he wouldn't. He ended up making the Pro Bowl, but I'm still rolling with him. He's still a free agent. I want Lakin Tomlinson from San Francisco. Uh, he is a monster in the run game, outside zone, inside zone, whatever kind of power, whatever you want to run. He is a monster. Uh, San Francisco's run game makes a lot of people look better than they are, but he's not that dude. He was a guy that made that run game even better than it than it should have been, uh, and he would be phenomenal. I would. They're they're estimating him to get nine, ten million dollars a year. I'd go higher than that. I'd go hire that, bring him in. I'd be like, that would be my marquee signing. And you'd just be like, offensive line, good. You know, we can roll into the into next season uh, with, with Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, and the rest of the offense we got if that offensive line is just absolutely crushing it. And he would be that guy. That's the moment you turn it over. He's not young. He's 29. But that means you've got four years of with him. you got three, four years of high-level play still. Your thoughts? So that raises a good point for me. The Steelers don't sign players older than 30 unless it's like the end of or like beginning of training camp. They're dirt cheap. And really that only ever happened this past offseason in Trey Turner and Melvin Ingram. It, it just doesn't happen. Could that change now that the Steelers have a ton of money? Uh, their oldest starter in offense, projected starter right now is Mason Rudolph at 26. And the next closest is 20. Like no one else is 26, 25. Like they don't have these leaders. Could you expect them to finally sign someone? to a big ticket that is 30 or older during the peak of the first wave of free agency. I think we could see it, especially if they want to tackle because there's not good options that are young at tackle. If they, if they go big at tackle, you've got guys like Dwayne Brown, Teron Armstead. They're, they're 30 and up. You're getting that you defensive line. I we're, we're jumping ahead here, but uh defensive line, there's not, really good young prospects. If 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 Stefan Tuitt is gone and you say, okay, we're gonna take Stefan Tuitt's money and we're gonna flip it over and we're gonna sign a free agent to be good right now, you're signing someone who's Cam Hayward's age or older. You there's not a lot of young names out there. So 
I think this might be the time it has to change because the best free agents that, that really fit Pittsburgh and could really help, they're all going to be upper 20s into their 30s. Hey, and I kind of expect them to bring in a player or two at that age range because of what we talked about. They like they don't have the leaders on offense. They need someone to kind of kind of bridge the gap between franchise quarterbacks because that's the most obvious leader for your team. I don't know if Mason Rudolph's your captain right away. And I, I guess we should probably talk about the quarterback position. It's probably going to be a topic on every single show that we do. Um do you expect the Steelers to be players in the free agent market? Like we we can get to the draft, but free agency trade, do you expect any activity from the Steelers whatsoever? I do. I th- I think with the money they have, I and I don't and it's not going to be huge splashes. They're not going to Cleveland the offseason and go try and get big splashy names. But they're going to find some players. They are going to make some moves. Uh I I expect to see the, the biggest free agent spending we've seen in Steelers history this year, uh, which is, I mean, to. yeah, it's, it's like, otherwise you're, you're what, keeping all of this cap space. Like you can't, you have to spend more than they've ever spent on free agents to use up this cap space. That's because they just never spent that much on free agents. Uh, so for me, yeah, I think, I think this is a, this is going to be a good free agent season. I don't expect trades. But I do, I do expect some some roster turnover. I do expect some free agents brought in. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I, I think a quarterback, uh, a name that I could throw out. I, I know you love Jacoby Brissett it, uh, for a very cheap veteran option. Uh, maybe a Terod Taylor. I, I could see something like something along that. Something like b- bargain hunting quarterback. Uh, to me, I, I've talked about this a lot. If you cannot find a franchise level quarterback. You're wasting your money. Uh, I saw somewhere that Derek Carr is looking for $40 million a year. To me, he's not in that tier. To, to me, if no. he wants that, fine. You can be a free agent all year, and no one's going to sign you. Like, yeah. uh, If your quarterback isn't on Patrick Mahomes' $50 million a year level, like that perennial MVP candidate, I I, I don't want him. Move on. Don't sign him another contract. Yeah, don't, like, don't, don't pay don't him quarterback money. No, exactly. Um, so you just can't do that to your team. You will hamstring yourself for the length of that entire contract. So they have they have to be willing to wait until they can get the right player. Uh, I, I don't know if that guy's available in the draft. Again, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll get to the draft when we, when we get there uh, in this show. But um, when, when it comes to free agency and it comes to trades, th- these the, the guys that are like the stars of, of free agents or trades, like Aaron Rodgers seems like he's staying put now. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not in that great tier. Russell Wilson's going to cost too much. Deshaun Watson's mm-hmm. going to cost too much. The Steelers just can't be players in that market. They, they just can't. They don't have the draft capital to make those picks. Um, so I, I fully don't expect uh, really anything outside of a, a quarterback on the same level as uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. I, I see Mitch Trubisky's name popping up in the live chat a little bit. I, I could see something at that tier. Again, I, I see Carson Wentz as well. It just doesn't make any sense. Don't waste your money uh, on a minimal upgrade at the position. I got I got five quick names to throw out for quarterback. Real quick. Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota. I don't like him at all, but that's he's in that category. Mitchell Trubisky, Geno Smith. You're this, these are like if you're if you want to take the range of guys we're talking about, that's like what we're talking about. The Steelers bringing in, right? Like, is that that's kind of what you're going with? If you're bringing in someone who can you can have it a decent bargain, 
to come in and compete, who has some starting experience more than Mason or, you know, Haskins has, uh, then those are kind of who you're looking at. And at that point, I'm not sure they can beat out Mason Rudolph. So for me, it's, it's meh. All right, let's, uh, why don't you throw out some other names uh, for offensive free agents here? Um, and I can give you some of mine as well. Okay, I, I actually have someone I think would work in our system. And this is not at all to be a star. Um, people got to realize the Steelers aren't going to sign a star. Uh, that's not going to happen. They're not going to find some diamond in the rough guy who turns out to be wonderful. Uh, wide receiver, right? Let's say Juju Smith-Schuster is gone. They're not going to sign a top-tier wide receiver. They're going to lean on Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. A guy I would like to see is someone like a Zay Jones, right? <laughs> Who's never really been great, but he's not bad. And he he has this, he still has his speed. He's not a great route runner. He can bring down some balls. For me, he is a good fit in the Steelers' Z, how they use their Z receiver. Uh, like when you when you go three receivers. And you, you've got someone in the slot. You got that. You got the guy outside the slot on the short side. Most of the time, that dude just runs something that's going to be 20 yards deep before he cuts anything, right? You're just running upfield and then doing something. Zay Jones is the kind of guy that fits that. He would be reasonably cheap and, and could give you some, some reasonable production for that value. And I think he would give more value in that kind of a role. That you, that you would find most places for what he would cost. So that's kind of a name that, that stuck with me for wide receiver. Uh, that's really it. Like I, I said before, Cordella Patterson. Cord, I Man, I would love to see him. Cord, Corderell. What am I saying? Corderell Patterson. Yeah. Corderell Patterson. I, I, he would be a great fit for Canada. He would he would instantly bring a little more to the, to the jet sweep threat, to the run game, to a lot of crazy stuff. And he's a pretty good slot receiver. Like you can use him there if you want to use that kind of role a lot. So for me, that's a name I like. Um, I think, I think Larry Fitzgerald officially retired, didn't he? I have no idea if he ever officially did, but once you take a year off of football at his age, it's, it's basically (laughs) official. I don't care. I'm bringing back. I don't care. Larry Fitzgerald can play anytime he wants. I'm, I'm extending that to Aaron Donald as well. I don't care how old Aaron Donald gets. If he's 46 years old and wants to play in the NFL, I would give him a spot on the Steelers. I'd sign him. I'd let him try out. Yeah, he's pretty good, uh, to to say the least. But, (laughs) hey, speaking of the L.A. Rams, I think his offensive line teammate, Austin Corbett, free agent, the Rams are in some sort of cap hell here. There's no way they can bring everyone back. They can't run it back entirely. It's just not possible uh, unless uh, they're making some crazy restructures. I just can't see the amount of moves that they all come back. But I think Austin Corbett's an interesting name. He's a right guard. He's 26 years old. He started his career in Cleveland. Uh, the change of scenery to L.A. made him a much better player. I think that's someone that will be a little bit cheaper than Lake and Tomlinson that can come in and start right away. Another name on offense I want to throw out there, it's unfortunate. If the draft was before free agency and Tyler Linderbaum was drafted by someone not the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would be all over Ryan Jensen in the center of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That would be a great move. Uh, the problem is you can't wait, and he's not going to wait for you to have the draft in order to sign or to draft Linderbaum. It, that, that's what makes things complicated. So I don't know if he's a player that can switch over to guard. I know we've talked about Ben Jones, uh, mm-hmm. 34, I believe, uh, on the from the Titans. He can play both spots. Something like he's that makes a little bit more sense. 32. It, it makes more sense to, to go after a player like that on a very short-term deal. Uh, that can kind of be uh, the vet 
leading the, the way for that offensive line. I could see something along those lines. Is, is there oh, anyone else? You, you were talking about Austin Corbett. I want to bring up uh, Brian Allen, their 26-year-old center, has a pretty rough injury history, but when he's healthy, is phenomenal. And he was healthy this year. Uh, interesting thing, though, the Rams had a free agent last year we really wanted. We really liked, uh, was it Blythe? Oh, I yeah, really Austin liked it. Blythe, I think we, yeah. we liked him. He didn't even start this season. Somebody signed him and he lost his job. Like Kansas City. Yeah, the Rams. Yeah, the Rams offensive line is interesting to me. I, I wonder if there's something going on there where like they, they just look better. Because they all look phenomenal. And then they they're not. They maybe they aren't. So I, I'm a little nervous about the Rams offensive lineman. Uh, but I do like their center if he's healthy. He's phenomenal. And like, like you said, Ben Jones. I think Ryan Jensen isn't the best scheme fit, but uh he would be fine too. Like I, I agree with you there. He's he's the best available option, uh, yeah. I should say. And since he's just thirty, I believe turning thirty-one before the season, uh, you you can have him for a few years again to transition that team in that new quarterback era, whoever that may be. But regardless of who it is, you need a better offensive line. Uh, is there anyone else yeah. on offense you want to touch on before we flip sides of the ball? No, I, I'm good. Okay, defensively. Um, uh, we talked about the age of the defensive lineman class. I think an interesting one here, though, and maybe the most talented, probably the most talented one, Akeem Hicks. Mm-hmm. He's getting up there in age. He 32. was dominant for the Chicago Bears this past season, and he's kind of in that age range of Cam Hayward and Tyson Alualu. And if Tua's not coming back, yeah, it might be a decent fit, especially if the Steelers paired that with another draft pick. Uh, does that make any sense to you, or would you uh, be looking to make a move in free agency along the defensive line? If if Stefan Tuitt, my stance is staying this way, it's going to be this way. If Stefan Tuitt comes back, you don't sign a free agent. If yeah. he does come, if he doesn't come back, uh, you take his money and you sign someone good because he's got a pretty good contract. It's a pretty decent chunk of money. I think he saves up nine million if he's gone. Yeah, you go get somebody, and you. And obviously, if you're doing a first-year contract, you can spend – it can be a pretty decent one, and you're you're not paying 9.4 for it. Akeem Hicks is a front-runner. Uh, one, one, the only other one I look at and say, you know what, that's a guy that would work in that ste- in the role they want and what Stefan Tuitt did. Uh, it's, it's not a lot of people. Akeem Hicks is obvious, the obvious one. To me, another option is Calais Campbell. Hmm. It's going to be 35. But – He's that kind of player. He's a similar player to what Tuit brings for the Steelers. He would be a good short term. He would be like a one, two year patch. He'd be cheaper. And that lets you get through, find someone new, get draft a new young player. Uh, and he would have the added benefit of giving the Steelers someone who played in the Super Bowl in 2008 when he was a rookie with Arizona. Yeah, and played against the Steelers. So you know that to me, there's value there. You know, we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger is gone. No one was there for the Super Bowl. No one's played in the Super Bowl and the Steelers for this. You know, in a Super Bowl with the Steelers, he didn't play for the Steelers, but he played against the Steelers in 2008 Super Bowl 43. You know, I, I'd bring him in. Uh, yeah, it's if, if you bring in a guy <laughs> like that. Um, you sign him to a two-year two deal with a very cuttable second year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't mm, 
35 is hard. Like it's just, yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't the only, see it. The only way I'm going there is if two, it doesn't come back and you're at that point, you're kind of screwed. There's not many options in the draft this year. This is not a good defensive line class. Not, I shouldn't say that. It is not a deep defensive line at the top. There isn't many top names here. There aren't those guys just aren't there. If you're drafting somebody, it's hoping, you know, you're taking traits and hoping they turn into something. So for no. me, if, if Tyson does, if to it doesn't come back, you've got to get somebody. And there's not many names. Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, I saw one of those uh, rumor pages uh, on Twitter that uh, they're typically just made up farces, but uh, they're like, oh, J.J. Watt might be available in trade. Hey, it moves the needle when uh, when you throw his name in uh, in BTSC articles and uh, oh, yeah. talk about reuniting the brothers. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't. It's such a hard position to add this year that uh, – like the Fletcher Cox deal that was kind of a, the Steelers almost made with Philadelphia. That one, because he still has term on his deal, it would have made sense. Um, but a third-round pick doesn't. Um, and then um, going to Akeem Hicks, it, it makes sense for a stopgap, like two, three years. Um, someone that can uh, just ride it out to the end with Cam Hayward. And then you probably have a bit of an issue on the defensive line when it's time to replace all those guys in the middle. But yeah. that might be future teams' problems. Kicking things back to uh, inside and outside linebacker, I, I know a little bit different uh, positions, but um, what would you do at, at these linebacker spots when it comes to free agency? What names are intriguing? I, I, I'm i not a Dante Fowler fan. I know some people are going to say that because he just got cut and he's a name and, and he stands out, but he doesn't work for me. Uh, someone who fits the Steelers system, there's not a lot. Uh, that I that I look at right now at, at the edge position on the outside linebacker is like a Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, he's old. Run you that put back. him in as a rotation. He'd he'd get you production in a rotation. He'd he'd get you four or five sacks. Uh, I think he would be a better fit than than Melvin Ingram was even. And uh, so I, that's a name that stands out for me on the outside line. Is is there much there that you see at the? At outside linebacker outside linebacker uh, this is this is another spot that i scrolled through for a while um i, I there isn't anything jumping off the page that kind of excites me yeah. more than what the steelers were able to get from tusca and charlton at the end of the year they played pretty damn good in in yeah. relief type roles like it, it, there's going to be spots the steelers just can't afford to spend money on and like of course having tj watt with his massive cap hit now at that position, it's hard to have quality depth behind it because you're already spending so much at the position. So I'm okay with Tuska and Charlton coming back and, and just running it back again. Could they draft someone? Sure. Uh, would I want it to be a later round pick, though? Absolutely. Um, but I'm okay with the exact same position group that ended the year, starting the year next year as well. So moving things into the middle of the defense then, uh, Inside linebacker, uh, if the Steelers are releasing Schobert, they probably want to bring in a veteran uh, of some sort. Uh, what are you thinking at that spot? I, I've got a couple of options here. Um, mostly I'm looking at guys who can be a little bit more of a run thumper to, to help Devin Bush because Devin Bush is never going to be good in that area. That is never going to be a thing. And with the defensive line kind of looking shaky, like you're a little nervous here. Uh, I know everyone's high on Aluwalu coming back, but this is a 34-year-old man coming off a serious injury. Uh, that's, mm, uh, to me, Stefan Tuitt, what's he going to have coming back from injury? Like, I've got question marks on the defensive line. Even if all three, 
if Hayward, Tua, and Aluwalu are all back, there's question marks there for me. Uh, so I, you want someone who can help in the run game. Couple names. Uh, you've got like an AJ Johnson that would be like, you know, a Vince Williams against the run. Not much of a blitzer though. Uh, you've got Josie Jewell from Denver, who would be a very solid addition. Next, he's not at all an athlete, but he's smart. Like he's like a what'd you say? A bigger version of Robert Spillane, like a bigger kind of more reliable version of Robert Spillane, which is kind of what you want next to to Devin Bush. Uh, so not. You know, there's not great options. A lot of them aren't great options. But I do have one name that really intrigues me. Uh, he's getting up there in age a little bit. But he is a blitzer. He's a run stuffer. And he's significantly better in coverage than Vince Williams was. And that man is Anthony Barr, mm. former Viking, who was an outside linebacker. He'd be he'd be doing the James Ferrier, moving from outside linebacker to, to inside linebacker in a 3-4. Uh, but to me, he is exactly what you want there. He's like he's he's closest. He's the closest thing to a James Ferrier you're gonna find, you know. And he's not that guy anymore, right? He's not James Ferrier anymore. But like what old James Ferrier gave you, that's what I think you can get from an Anthony Barr. I think you can get that kind of level of play where he's gonna be solid and a really good, you know, leadership. And, and he, he gives you a kind of mentor. The guy's had an incredibly successful career. He's going to give you a good mentor for a young Devin Bush trying to come back and, and and really round back into his game and get his confidence going, get his game going. I think Anthony Barr would be an absolute lights-out signing for the Steelers. What do you think of a Leighton Van Der Esch? When he's healthy, he's he's solid, but he has he has one big problem. You have to keep him clean. I, I would put him, as, as far as taking on blockers, I would put him below Devin Bush. I'm mm. harder even below Devin Bush. He's awful when you get, when people get hands on him. He's done. I, I I kind of feel like I need to bring this up. Uh, like if if you think of the great inside linebackers, if you if you think of anyone who's played in the last like 20 years, they weren't a run thumper. Like when the when the Baltimore Ravens got Ray Lewis, you know what they went out and did? They got two absolute like monstrous defensive tackles and put them in front of him. And we're just basically like the one thing you will never do is get an offensive lineman to Ray Lewis. You will never do that. And when they lost one of them, they went out and signed someone who was bigger. They like Tony Siragusa, all those guys, like they were just mammoth people because their entire goal was your two, you two people have one job. You don't rush the quarterback. You just stand there occupy as many offensive linemen as you can, but you do not let the opposing team get an offensive lineman to Ray Lewis. No inside linebacker should reliably beat an offensive lineman. No offensive lineman who gets to an inside linebacker should lose. This is, if, if he is, you're, the team that the offensive lineman plays for is like, that guy needs to go. Like he got he got to the second level and just got laid out by a linebacker. He's got to go. Like that's no good. He sucks. Uh, so for me, like you're not you're not going to get you know those guys. Jack Lambert wasn't taken on offensive linemen. The Steelers kept him clean. Ernie Holmes and Mean Joe kept him clean. Like that's mm-hmm. that's not a thing. But to me, if you're looking for somebody who can do that, Leighton Van Der Esch is worse than most. Uh, so I I'm not a big fan on him. The two I'm leaning most towards are like a Josie Jewel 
But oh man, Anthony Barr, that's a dream for me. I'd love it. Okay, let's uh, let's hit the secondary all at once here, so we can uh, talk about at least a first round draft crush uh, that we could uh, just mention before the end of the show. Um, obviously, Trell Edmonds is a free agent, someone we didn't mention earlier. I, I would love the Steelers to re-sign him rather than acquiring any free agent uh, safety that's out there. I think he's the best of what's available, especially for the Steelers system. Uh, corner is very interesting spot as well. Um, what do the Steelers do with their defensive backfield? Oh, I agree with you, Trell Edmonds. I forgot about him because I, I I just assume the Steelers are bringing him back. I can't imagine them not. Uh, it would take so much work to break in a new player. Um, looking at cornerbacks, there's some names out there. You got you know J.C. Jackson. You got Stephon Gilmore. Uh, Casey Hayward's a decent one. Dante Jackson. There's a lot of people. Um, I've I've got my favorite, and it's probably not one a lot of people are thinking about. Uh, but he's kind of a bargain number one corner. And the Steelers don't – the Steelers do need a number one corner. Cameron Sutton is not your number one corner. He's your number two corner. But they don't need a great one because their scheme helps their corners a lot. It's it's designed to to put a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of workload onto the, the safeties and kind of help the cornerbacks with that. Uh, so you don't need a, a top-end number one corner on this defense it, it's it's kind of a it's almost a waste like you're you're kind of misusing Minka Fitzpatrick at that point so for me a guy I'd like to see he's young he's primarily a man corner but he's good in zone uh and he is definitely going to be a less flashy less expensive number one corner option and that is Tarvarius Ward I like what he does I like his game I think he's solid all around and I think he's He's exactly that kind of a player. He's a he's like a uh, he's a bigger, better kind of version of a Stephen Nelson. I, th- I think he's he can be a number one corner in this system, uh, and it could be a really great signing for the Steelers. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in a Dante Jackson out of Carolina. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. a player that's available because of circumstance, not because of talent. Carolina just acquires so many damn corners. They have they're loaded at the cornerback position, uh, and Dante Jackson is free because of it now just a few minutes left in the show here and i really do want to talk about the draft so we got through free agency uh some names we like uh we, we got through uh cuts and trades and all that fun stuff re-signings you name it got through uh, and now we're at the time for the nfl draft now it's a, it's completely impossible to mock anything especially at this point uh without trades so, like you never know until draft night itself actually happens uh so it, it is extremely hard to play this out so Second, third round picks, let alone the first one, are extremely difficult. So let's just chat about the first round pick here. Is there any play that this could be a quarterback? Is there any play that the Steelers could be looking to trade up? The Steelers don't trade back, so I'm not even going to ask about that. But uh, what do you foresee happening with this 20th pick? I mean, they traded back, what, only like 21 years ago? Something like that for Casey Hampton, that one time. Um. I, I could see it if I, th- I think Malik Wills would be the move there, but he, I think he plays, I think he's played himself a little higher than 20. I don't see the Steelers trading up. You've got too many needs. Yeah, you got too many needs to trade up. Yeah. You got, yeah. And they have you a got, lot of you needs got more needs than you have. Years. 
mm-hmm. they're going to need future years draft picks as well, especially because they only have like six, I believe, at this moment in this yeah. draft. That is that like that's not good enough. I, I do not expect a trade up. Of course, the dream for both of us, I, I think, is Tyler Linderbaum. Like if anyone's Absolutely. available, I am not trading up for anyone in this draft, including Linderbaum, because of the Steelers' uh, the circumstances they find themselves in. So yep. I'm not I'm not making a move up. I'm not making a play. But if Linderbaum's there at 20, I, I, I don't see how you could take him over basically anybody. It, like, he's the only one that could realistically make it that far. None of the top edge rushers. Like, like if Aiden Hutchinson somehow at 20, of course you're going to take him. It's just not happening, though. Yeah. Hutchinson's not going to be there. Thibodeau's not going to be there. A bunch of the top corners aren't going to be there. Evan Neal's not going to be there. Like, a, a lot of guys aren't going to be there. But when it comes to top prospects, because Linderbaum's a center, slightly undersized, but to me, it, it doesn't matter. He is one of the nastiest, most physical players I've ever seen. That's the guy at 20. If it's not him and it's not a quarterback, what what do the Steelers do? Do, do they take an O-tackle for the first time in decades? Do, do they look to the defensive line? What do they do? Well, other, other than uh, the kid from Georgia, is there any defensive lineman you see as like top twenty pick worthy? Uh no, r- r- yeah. yeah, that's like the one name. Yeah, like that's that's it. And even he, he's a bit of a projection. Like you're 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 hoping he can transfer late into like a guy who can play more than you know have a limited snap count. Like he, he was on a snap count at Georgia. Like that's weird to me. Uh so he makes me a little nervous. Jordan Davis, drafting him at twenty. Jordan Davis, yeah, yeah. Uh, I kept thinking Gerard Davis, but that was our linebacker we wanted last year. Um, yeah, he he makes me a little nervous. I, I I don't I haven't really gotten into the inside linebackers, but the little bit I've done, looked at, I'm not thrilled with anyone that could that, that looks in that range. Like I'm not, I'm I'm not really high on this draft. I think if you it's see not a good draft, honestly. The quarterback's gone. And Linderbaum gone. And that's reaches. Mm. You could, could see a trade back this year. Because if they're short on picks, the Steelers like to have a certain number of draft picks. I I think you could see trade back, get a couple, you know, pick up an extra third round pick, extra fourth round pick, something like that. Like pick up a couple of picks and trade back a bit. Uh I just, I'm not a, this is not, this is not a good year for the Steelers in the draft. We need defensive line. Uh, we need quarterback. There's quarterbacks, but they're, they're like second they're round. They're all projects. I mean, like, they should be third Lamar, round picks in a good draft. Lamar Jackson was a 31st overall pick. Who who in this draft would you rate as better than Lamar Jackson when he None came of out? Them. None, None of, them. of them. They're all, they're all second round quarterbacks that are going to be all picked in the first round. It's, I would take, I would take if Linderbaum wasn't there because of the draft class not being as good. I would take a Malik Willis. I would take him twentieth and be like, "Cool, we're going to sit you for you know a year or two, and hope we got something." It's a lottery ticket you're taking there. But if he comes together, you know, if he puts it together, you you've got a fantastic quarterback. You got a yeah. Steve McNair kind of quarterback there. You know, that's that's worth it. I just I don't see a lot of draft options in the first round. 
Yeah, it's it, it's just a weak year. So this is why the Steelers have to spend money, ladies and gentlemen. And we are going to be with you every single step of the way. So Jeffrey Benedict, uh, we are out of time now. Is there anything you want to plug for the people? Uh, Dave Schofield and I have our second part of the Juju Smith-Schuster uh, vertex coming up, looking at the 2020 and 2021 when his numbers weren't as good. Uh, I've got some articles. I'm, I'm going to do articles on the Steelers three Super Bowl MVP wide receivers and uh, film rooms on those and recovering those, reliving those games a bit because that's fun for me. Uh, that's about it. Good stuff. And uh, just to remind everyone to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and listen to the entire family BTSC podcast. Just because the season is over doesn't mean Steelers news is too. There's stuff going to be breaking every single day from now until the start of the season. Uh, and that's that's just the way it goes in the National Football League. So I want to thank everyone uh, for tuning in to today's show. I want to thank my co-host Jeffrey Benedict for uh, enjoying the ride once again with me. And we will catch each and every one of you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in and uh, go Steelers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.